You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Tommy John, just the best. Men and women love Tommy John. And uh, I am a man, and my wife is a woman, and we love Tommy John the best. I'm wearing them right now. Wear them every single day. They don't know it's the same pair. <laughs> <laughs> they dry, you know, I work out them, and they dry really fast. Yeah, kind of swim in them. I give a little, <laughs> I jump in the pool with yeah. them, and then I hang them out, man. They got a no wedgie guarantee. They got dress shirts that uh, stay tucked in. They got undershirts that stay tucked in. They have go-anywhere apparel. I mean, it's just the best. The new air collection for the ladies, quick-drying, antimicrobial fabric. No visible panty line, guaranteed. Backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee, right, Matt? Yeah, hurry to TommyJohn.com slash CarCast now and get 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash CarCast for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash CarCast. CarCast is brought to you by J.B. Weld, made in the USA. Pros and DIYers have trusted J.B. Weld for uh, 50 years plus. We use it all over the place. Home garage. We use it here at the studio. It's available at JBWeld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, and more. J.B. Weld, world's strongest bond. Get it on, got to get on the chest between them and get it on, man. And welcome to CarCast, man. It's the moderator over there. Hello. Matt DeAndrea. Greg Galding is going to be joining us over the phone. He's a 21-year-old NASCAR driver. Came in second at Talladega yeah. just a little bit ago. So we'll talk to him and his interesting career. Uh, what's going on in your life? Oh, man. Uh <clears throat> Uh, because my BMW is broken, I've been driving as many press cars as possible. And we mm-hmm. got a GTR Track Edition. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And uh, we got some cars on the docket. Um, Ford Ranger, because I just want to see what a Ford Ranger is going to be like now that we've, it's been gone for so long. That's coming up in a couple weeks. The Acura com- NSX, McLaren 720S. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. McLaren, Acura. Yeah. Yeah, man. But the Ranger is going to be interesting because it's, you know, obviously it's, for the people. I keep calling it a mini truck, but I don't think it's a mini truck anymore. I just compared to, it's probably the size of an F-150 back in 2000. Yeah, I want to uh, thank uh, folks for listening to Castrol CarCast over here, and I'll tell you more about uh, some of our fine sponsors in a moment. But um, yeah, the um, the Ranger commercials look pretty good with Cranston voicing them. Yeah. That's a, is that an aluminum unibody truck? I don't know if it is I'm on, making on, that on, up. That, on that truck. I don't know if it is. I'm going to get it all. I'm going to break it all down, but they're sending the uh, the, the crew cab four-wheel drive kind of off-roady version of it. And we don't have here in the U.S. yet, but uh, I guess Australia and New Zealand, uh, they have a Ranger Raptor. Wow. Which Now, that's my... That's my cup of tea. You're all over that. <laughs> I am because I don't. I I don't like big trucks. I yeah. just never. I never got them. When I was, uh, you can find out Max Pat if the new Rangers aluminum unibodied. I started off with trucks. Yeah, like my first truck was a Mazda pickup truck, four cylinder. Yes, yeah, mini truck. Is really mini, really yeah. mini, and it, it's like it was super simple. 
like my bought my foreman just said you want to get from seven to eight bucks like you want another dollar an hour yeah. and i was like yes i do and he's like well stop riding your motorcycle into the job with your tool bags around your neck yeah and get a truck you get a truck give you another dollar an hour and i found my this um israeli brothers uh Ilya. And I can't remember his brother's name, but there's Israeli guys, and they just had this pile of crap Mazda pickup truck that was like never registered or never anything. And I just I bought it for like eight hundred bucks, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I had to bump start it a lot. It actually pissed me off. I never really told you the story, but first off, the car was like never registered. I just drove around with expired tabs, like I never put it in my name. I never whatever. I just drove it, and it always started the way it would start is like you turn the key and it'd go like uh, 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 and and you'd have to like bump it a lot of the time like i'd get out and push it yeah and just jump in it you know drop it into second yeah and bump it the stick shift was i a, like that it was a manual as well <laughs> the stick shift was a an eight ball okay and uh the cranks were broken so For the windows yeah the windows they had to use like vice grips to get the windows up of and down <laughs> and there was no bench seat there were two dinette seats like like ah. naga high dinette like they, they pulled out the bench seat and put like two bucket seats but they weren't from cars in there That's and weird. i it was a long bed uh standard cab and i drove that thing all over the place and but i had to bump it all the time so you turn the key like uh-huh Ranger, aluminum hood fenders and tailgate, steel pillars and bed. All right. So they probably a full frame car. It's, yeah. The Ranger's got to be full frame. I guess. Right. So yeah. then I, yeah, steel pillars or whatever. I don't know. I beam suspension. So <laughs> I drove the thing and it was like, uh, uh, and I drove it for like a year. And at some point I'm like, I'm upgrading to a 79 Datsun. Uh, okay like another long bed that was my orange that was my orange truck max yeah. pad i probably find a picture somewhere it's like an orange truck with a long bed and i put a bed box on it that i bought i found a bed box like in the recycler but it the, the locks were busted out but i could still use it you know it yeah a bed box and um that truck was like clean and pretty nice that the mazda i was going to sell it and uh, I put it like in the recycler or something, and you'd always get the Armenian guys who would try to buy it off you. They'd call you Wednesday night. Those were the there's my Datsun, my '79 yeah. Datsun pickup truck, and my Honda 404. I used to drive around all the time, and uh, staying for my apartment building, my bathrobe. You're a baller. You got a bike. You got a truck. I got, you got a, a robe. <laughs> You take those bikes. Got everything. You take that bike and that truck, and you cash out, and you're at almost a thousand dollars. And my robe, first off, no Corolla ever had a bathrobe. I know, like, but we, look at that. I, I look at that attitude. Look at the grin on that face. Oh, I knew I was going to be a star. It's a cocky young man, right there. We had there are certain things at the Corolla house that were considered like big ticket items, like. A bathrobe was yeah. a big. That was for, like a bathrobe was for rich people. Rich people had bathrobes with or without the tie, because I don't think well, yours has the strap. Mine doesn't have a tie. <laughs> bathrobes were for rich people. Yeah. Um, 
sleeping bags were for rich people. Now, not weird cloth, shitty ones, yeah, yeah. but like a real sleeping bag that you could go up to the mountains yeah. with, look down in like I a get. mummy That's bag. Expensive. That was a thing. Uh, a jacket that had like down filling in it. Yeah. Uh, a basketball hoop. A dog. With a net? Either way, the these, were all, these were all these were all considered. Net. They were considered like big ticket luxury yeah. items yeah, that yeah. we can afford. Somebody gave me a terry cloth bathrobe. You can see my arms kind of hanging out of it, like yeah. they were too small. It was too small for me, but it didn't have a sash. Have an extremely used robe on me. Oh, it was free. <laughs> yeah. I took that shit, and and it didn't have a sash. They yeah. lost the sash, so I'd have to hold it closed. Or I sometimes would use a dress belt, which was simultaneously a formal and casual look. Like that's that's with the dress the belt. You could go out at night with that. <laughs> you, could, you could wear that out. I had like a reversible belt. You, you know, could, it was like you brown could go to on any fine Denny's that night with with the robe and the belt. So what pissed you me could off? Switch it from black to brown on the fly. <laughs> Just flip it over. What pissed me off about my Mazda is I sold it. So I went, so the Armenian guy comes and, and like they call you on Wednesday night. Like, you have truck? Yes, I buy truck. You know, and you go, okay. And then they come by and then you get in the truck and he's like, follow me to, to my friend. He has a, is a mechanic. He will look at it and then we'll buy the truck. And it's, it's all scam. You go down to like victory and something and like deep North Hollywood, you go to this dicey place. It was like at night, like the mechanic guy like came out and he's like, yes, let let me see. You know, and he popped the hood and it's his friends like Armenian too. And then he puts on the stethoscope and he like puts it down to the engine block and he fires it up and he's like, Ooh. Oh, that's not good, you know. And you're yeah. like, what, what? What's there? You you hear the knock? You hear the duck, tick, 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 tick. You know, duck, yeah. duck, you know, it's a Mazda with a thousand million miles yeah. on it, and it's old and it's whatever. And he's, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's a rod bearing. That's a, it's a rod bearing. It's no good, you know. I'm like, uh, okay, so you got a bad rod bearing, you know. And he's like, then I'll give you four hundred dollars because I have to, you know, to take the engine out, yeah, fix yeah. the engine. I'll give you four hundred dollars for it. And I'm like, and I remember thinking. I, it probably has a bad rod bearing. Like this guy's does. a mechanic and he's yeah. got a stethoscope and there's some kind of knock, 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 tick, tick, tick. But I, I can't take $350 for my pickup truck because I, I need it or something. I got to buy another pickup truck. And I just went, no. And I drove it around for like another few months, pushed it to start it all the time because I was like, arr, arr. and then, uh, I gave it to uh, I sold it to uh, Abu Umgad, uh, Umgad Abu Zamzam, my mechanical <laughs> genius, yeah. uh, Egyptian friend. And like at a certain point, I like ran into him, and and he's like starting it's starting right up, it's like running like a clock. And yeah. and I'm like, what happened with the starter, the battery? Like, rrr, rrr. And, yeah. he, and he's like, oh, was, uh, oh, that was just the timing. I just I just adjusted the distributor, just a, a click, yeah. and it works fine. And I was like, oh, great. I pushed it for, for a year. <laughs> for a year. I guess. Yeah, probably it's not pinging anymore, too, because uh, because he adjusted the timing and it wasn't rod bearing. It was. Yeah, either way. You know, either way. Shitty gas. And he, bad timing. he bought it. He he fixed it. He sold it to his brother-in-law. Yeah. I, I then that bought. That fix took him 90 seconds. Right. <laughs> I, I then bought the, the Datsun pickup truck and the Datsun pickup truck just had this weird, weird sound on the freeway like the whole time. And I could never figure it out. And that was the clutch fan at a bad yeah. clutch fan. Huh. But I drove the wheels off of that bad boy. All right. Let me tell you guys about uh, Zycote. 
CarCast brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is the ultimate thin high temperature coating reduces radiant heat. This stuff is by 90%. This stuff is the real deal, man. You learn more at Zycoat.com. Yes. Speaking of mini trucks, my my friend had a mini truck. <clears throat> we were in Arizona, Arizona desert. It was a Nissan. It was a little bit later version of what you had, late eighties, early nineties. It was it was the white mini truck, but um, instead of flames painted on the side, it was a splash. Like it was water. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. white with a splash of water on Ugh. it, and it was so bad. And he bought it. He was in a band and he hauled hauled his his stuff around. And big yeah, my, speakers. I, guys back in the day would drive around the Ford F one fifty and two fifties, and they'd show up with their fun and mud tires and Mickey Thompson blah blahs and their lift kits. And I was just like. I, I don't want to pay for gas. Yeah. I don't want to pay for a V8. This, I, I can load up. I would take. We would stack stuff in this I'd thing. Mazda. Stack I, it. I took that Datsun, man. I put a lumber rack on it. And mm. I would, I one time when I was building a theater, stacked like 25 sheets of three-quarter ply like on top of that rack. <laughs> and it, like the bumper would drag in the back, but it didn't matter. You just yeah. drop it into first gear and. Go. This was a manual as well. And I remember he was in a band. He would have to haul around like his drummer stuff and the monitors and the big speakers and stuff. And I remember we were driving. It wasn't tied down right. When he hit the brakes, one of the monitors went through the back windshield and shattered that. But it overheated in the desert. And we were stranded out there, so we popped the hood and we stood on the bumper. We both pissed in the radiator. <laughs> we oh just, man! You can't get Red too Dawn. close. You can't yeah. get too close because you'll burn the tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be a little careful. And then we never flushed the radiator for like three years. And then he took it to a place to get an oil change. The radiator flushed. The guy's like, "There's something going on in the radiator. This <laughs> doesn't smell right." <laughs> I, I, our kids are my. <laughs> Our kids will never enjoy car stories, man. <laughs> I, I, I had car stories. I, I drove to Mex. I drove to Tijuana in a Mazda that broke down three quarters of the way to Tijuana. We slept by the side of the road. Oh, yeah. Like, people have no idea. You drive a car. You didn't know if it was going to work all the time. I borrowed my sister's car to go to Tijuana with, like, five guys in it. Like, yeah. a Dodge Dart, like, threw a rod, left it. Yeah. I, I, I came home, and... I gave my sister $40. <laughs> That's what the guy at the junkyard gave me. Yeah. I was like, I thought you got $50 when you junked the car. I said, like, nah, 40 I'm like, okay. I, yeah. yeah. Look, nowadays, you open the hood, you can't do anything. No, but you don't need to do anything because everything just Everything kind of works. Well, when's the... I mean, there's still like the flat tire, but other than that, that's a that's that's about it. And then you just that's call it. AAA or whatever. Yeah. All right, so uh, the 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 Ranger is cool, and the Ranger is um, that was the truck that when a guy pulled up on the job site in yeah. a new Ranger, oh, that guy had arrived, man. I he remember. was a winner. If he got if he had a Ranger, my foreman named Jan got they had a nice blue. They had a lightish medium sort of medium blue in that Ranger, and the and it, you know, extendo cab, and it was a four wheel drive, yeah. and it was like, oh, V six, sweet ride, yeah, had a good sound to it. It's a good, and I liked, I liked, I always thought the Ranger was like the best looking of the yeah. four truck. Oh, I remember this cute blonde girl had a crush on in high school, and she came to school once with a new Ranger. It was like yellow crew cab manual, and like, what's that? It's like, <laughs> like, where'd you get that? 
money bags. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I don't know, divorced parents, you know, guilty dad bought it for me. They're one of those stories. <laughs> They're wearing a whole lot of new cars flo- floating around North yeah. Hollywood High, but there were so the kids who lived up in the hills, the Jewish kids that had some money, they would get to school in a car. Yeah. The rest of us would just walk or moped it or, or whatever. <laughs> I didn't even... Hitch a ride. You got to find a buddy that's got a car and he's got to pick up three of his friends on the way to school every day. Well, again... We did a lot of that. A bathrobe was a bridge too far <laughs> for the Corollas, so I don't think a car was, was in, in the cards, as they say. So uh, the Porsche... Max Pat, I think my phone's in the entry hall there, but I took a few pictures of the Porsche. We're uh, taking apart the front end. Sean has removed a couple of pickup mounting points for the uh, suspension. As you guys know, the suspension was way off in that car. The front end, I don't know the front end, the front, I don't know, 30 inches of the car was replaced. The yeah. rear 24 inches of the car was replaced. I could literally just cut the tub. Yeah, up to the top of the shock tower mounts, you know, the just, you know, in the, the front and in the and front. In the back, I, I can't remember where the seam is, but it's 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 a good 20, 22 inches of the back. Yeah. And a good 28 inches to 30 inches in the front. Yeah. It's a lot. A car took a lot of abuse. And so we are. Uh, relocating a spot or two on it, uh, pickup points, and taking all the suspension apart. And some of the stuff has some damage, and Sean's welding it and repairing it and grinding yeah. it. You know, we're going to wire brush it and clean it up and coat it and put it back on and all that. But the front end is is pretty completely taken apart. Um, there's parts all over the place yeah, <laughs> and it's on, it's on the ground. Um, the thing that's interesting about that car is every time the body work comes off, all I do is stare at those, 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 uh, cannons that lift the car up, the, the pneumatic or sorry, yeah. the hydraulic. I forgot that I even had those. All I can think of is how much weight those things add to the car and yeah. how I'll never use them. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not going to use them. You're not going to use them. It, 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 back in the day, you'd come in, you'd put the air hose in the bib that was like in the t- on the top of the car. You'd put the air hose on, you'd flip the switch, and the car would just pop up. Right. You know who pioneered that? No. Wait. Hold on a minute. I think you're going to know. <laughs> We had this discussion. I feel like we've had every we've discussion. Had discussion. Yeah. But I space them out just long enough for you to be dumb. <laughs> That's what I do with discussions. I believe Pete Brock and the Daytona were the first to utilize the lifts, the hydraulic lift in a in a race car now it, it definitely makes sense that endurance racing you know changing tire coming in ch- tire change yeah, tire change yeah. brake change you know what i mean they all utilized it later on but i think that daytona as i recall was the first to implement it now again that's a very I don't know. Sounds about right for Pete sounds, Brock, yeah, right? Yeah. And those guys over there, I was going to say Shelby. probably something that like a, a Brock or a Gurney worked on. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. 
It maybe was a gurney thing. Damn it. I think it was a Brock gurney, thing. Gurney popped into my head initially. It but could have been. Could maybe have been. it was a gurney thing. It, the, you think about it, there was none of that before the mid-60s, yeah. right? And right. so those guys all, like when Brock was at the height of his powers with Shelby and right. the Daytona and everything, that was like 64. You and know those guys I mean? were so, the innovators at the time, those guys. Right. I don't know what those air, I think it'd be air jack. What they call air, it? Air, yeah, air but, jacks? No? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think so, but I think now if you start Googling air jack, you're going to come up with something else. Um, I don't know. Innovator of the yeah. automotive air jack or pit stop. I'm trying to think of what to call them. Anyway, yeah. I'm always tempted. But you're right. But, but before, it was because of a quick pit stop, and you don't do a quick pit stop in vintage racing. So what do we need them for? We need them because they were there. But I, I do want to just like take them off and just label them and put them somewhere. Yeah, well, I guess I haven't really looked at them, but like, is it a complicated thing or is it, you know, it's bolt in, removal, bolt back in when you it's, want, it's bolt, just, you know, bolt out, bolt in. It's just unscrew some air hoses and unscrew a couple of bolts and just put them somewhere. Yeah. It's just, it, it adds like. five pounds to each corner. Right. Five you know pounds you don't need. Not me. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about that. Uh, what we call those things? Air? I'm seeing air jacks or pneumatic air jacks. Uh, okay. On like the car. On yeah. the car. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. who invented those? I'm, I'm looking. There's not yeah, a ton. I don't know how to find well, like, it could who all... invented the on-car air jack. <laughs> or what's the first car to use them? Yeah, that, that, that's not that's not. Available. It also could be one of these things. It's sort of like the automobile itself. Like you go like, well, Henry Ford's like, no, the German brothers, the, the Benz brothers are the... Um, Daimlers were also, it makes sense that human beings are all kind of seeing the same problems and working on the same problems simultaneously. And there's usually the story where like, oh, so-and-so invented this, but it really didn't make its way to racing or mainstream until somebody like a Brock or Gurney made it a thing. Right. You know, like it's, I'm sure it's one of those type stories, but. All right. Let me tell you about uh, JB Weld for big or small projects at home or the garage you need something that lasts we're proud to have jb weld epoxy adhesives as our sponsor i love this stuff Mm -hmm. i've been using jb weld for a million years but now they're in epoxy so they do they got everything super glues and everything yeah they do everything now so get some for your kitchen drawer craft room and uh it's good toolbox i get one for all three Good for metal, wood, plastic, and uh, more. Stuff is great. It's made in the USA. For pros or DIYers, they always trust JB Weld. For 50 years, they've been doing this stuff. I met the guy over, God, was it at SEMA? I think I went hung out oh, with the yeah, dude at the Oh, yeah, I think it was at SEMA. Stand. Yeah. Anyway. a box of that stuff shipped over here. And it's like everybody's jumping into it. He's like, no C-list celebrity's been this interested in adhesives <laughs> in my long adhesive career. I was yeah. like, well, you've met, you've met your, your man. That's your match, buddy. That's right. JBWeld.com. You can get it at Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone. I mean, O'Reilly's, Walmart, Amazon. It's everywhere. Yeah. All right, Max Pata. Any? Hmm. No, not not. What a, if you no put? What if you it. put in Pete Brock, in inventor of the Air Jack or? Or uh, Dan Gurney. And or Dan see what Gurney. They, see see what, if it... See if something... First to use nothing it. Nothing with Pete Brock. Let me check Gurney. Oh, man. I hope it's not Gurney. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, no. I, now, the, let's put it this way, Maxipata. The, 
the Daytona, the the Porsche, uh, sorry, the Shelby Daytona would have did use it, but probably didn't have it on like at the very beginning. You know yeah, what I'm so saying? there's something where we're in the story where like maybe they were the first to use it at Le Mans in that you know on that car or or any particular race or season. I think that's where the hole is. Um, <clears throat> so um, cars, you got yeah. the uh, you got the GTR. So I got the GTR. We drove the GTR, the the normal one, if there is a normal one, the premium, and it was great. And then uh, we picked up the track edition, which is supposed to have. Uh, uh, a little bit better tuned, more aggressively tuned suspension, has a carbon fiber deck lid and wing and, and lightweight wheels. And uh, uh, one of the things that I was talking about the other day was, I don't know, it has the tuned suspension, but it doesn't feel any more aggressive. It feels as just, you know, it's as comfortable or, or whatever as the normal one. I guess maybe in its R modes or something, it gets more aggressive. But uh, it's just a cool car. Like, I get it's a little dated. You know, the gauges, all everybody's got digital gauges and stuff these days. These don't have it. But, uh, but uh, you know, I don't know. GTR been about, it's been out about 10 years now. And, um, yeah. But it's it's such a cool car. It's so much fun to drive. I agree. Gray Galding is on uh, oh, yeah. Professional Drivers Online 5. Gray, are you there? Hey, guys, I'm on here. Oh, can you hear right. us okay? Yes, sir. I can hear you fine. Uh, thanks for joining us, Gray. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you all for uh, for having me, taking time out today. Uh, as you listen to this, uh, tomorrow at the Dover International Speedway, Gray's going to be racing in the uh, Dash for Cash, and uh, you can tune in on uh, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio and uh, many other outlets as well the winner gets a hundred thousand dollars in cash yeah <laughs> I like that uh so great how is how is dover i've never i've never been there i've never driven there oh man it's uh dover is a it, it's a wild it's a wild track put it that way it's, it's a mile racetrack very high bank and we'll run about 185 miles an hour around a one mile racetrack in which that's some pretty fast speed so uh, things can definitely happen in a hurry. You know, it, the, the straightaways are not very wide. So if there's crashes, uh, that you can't avoid, you're probably going to be in it. So, uh, I'm excited race for a hundred thousand dollars coming off the second place finish. I'm, uh, I'm pretty pumped up about it. Um, the, uh, it seems like at a mile and 185 miles an hour, you'd almost constantly just be turning. Is it? Pretty almost just like, like when they set those speed records, those endurance speed records out at the salt flats, and it's yeah. going one big circle for like a yeah, mile, like a really high they, banked kind of ovalish kind of circle. It, how does, much of it a straight is? Yeah, there? does it flatten out completely in between? Oh uh, no, definitely not. The uh, the straightaways are still banked. The entire track is, I think it's got about twenty seven degrees of banking in each corner, uh, which is. Uh, you know, a pretty big amount of banking. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't know. Just Dover, it, it, it's been a, a fun track for me in the past. It's not one of my favorites, uh, but I, I feel like what we have going into this this weekend, what we have on the line, I think we're going to have a great run. And um, it's just it's just a really cool track. Love it because it's so entertaining, the speed, uh, the banking, and, and a lot of different pitch strategy goes on. So, uh, we got three other guys to beat for that hundred thousand dollars. We're going to do the best we can. Uh, I honestly, if it could go to any any track, 
I'm okay with, with the dash for cash going to Dover because I love the short track. Um, and yes, you, you really don't have much time to, to breathe on the straightaways because you're running so fast. Uh, so it's definitely a grueling track, not only on your mind, but, but physically you, you got to be hydrated and, and make sure you eat well before because uh, your body's going to need all those extra calories uh, to get through 200 miles at Dover. Well, what is the prep physically? I mean, you're 21, so you're pretty, pretty indestructible. <laughs> right. But but everyone is looking for an edge now. Yeah. And nutrition, you know, guys used to just go out drinking and whoring all night. I was going to say, you're then, 21, so the prep is like a really hard Friday night and uh, and, and, and a pretty decent Saturday. But I, know, I, I, eggs I, in the morning. I, I bet young Gray is, is <laughs> has a nutritionist and probably knows something. Yeah. He's looking for that edge, like. Back in the day, the prep was, well, I don't smoke in the car. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But what, what? I mean, dude, honestly, I'm not, I mean, I'm definitely a health nut. You know, I, I make sure, you know, I stay in shape. I got a nice workout regimen, you know, during the week. But, yeah, now that I'm 21, it is nice to go have a couple beers and chill with the boys before, <laughs> you know, before we get down to business. But, um, you know, obviously not before, not the night before the race. Uh, obviously I, I make sure, you know, I try to make sure I get a good night's rest. Uh, I always, it's like my thing. I always watched last year's race laying in bed the night before so I can refresh my mind on different pit strategies. Um, what different drivers are saying about the racetrack and, and just really trying to watch as much film as possible. So to, to make sure that when I show up to race, I'm on my A game. So, uh, nutrition wise, you know, I make sure I'm hydrated. I uh, got a you know certain couple of supplements that I take uh, to make sure you know my body fights off being fatigued uh, because the races are just so long. You're in the car for three hours at a time. You know you're you're physically and mentally exhausted. You just got to try to find that edge to keep going. So um, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm pretty easy going when it comes to when it comes to that. I just I feel like I have a little bit of of the, of the new kind of aero driver in me but also a lot of the old like i'm the guy that says all right let's strap in let's go get the job done and whatever happens happens but another part of me is like man you know i want to make sure i do all the right things so i can get the you know the best result yeah i gotta say from uh, my limited experience driving race cars you're, you're not physically moving your parts that much, but I sweat right on through my fire suit. Like yeah. when I get out of the car, you see a big spot on my back and my chest where I just literally went through yeah. the fire suit. So you're definitely producing <laughs> your, your mind is definitely working hard and your body is definitely pushing out the fluids, man. Yeah. You got adrenaline going the whole time. And when you ran Trans Am and you did a lot more laps than before, you're like, it starts to get physically taxing on it as well. Yeah. You know, uh, what's your favorite track? You said uh, that uh, Dover isn't at the top of your list. Do you have a favorite track? I want to modify it, a favorite road course. Yeah. Okay. Road course. Yeah. I um, I, I would definitely say I, I, I grew up racing short tracks. So short tracks has always been basically my go-to. Like I love the Richmond, the Richmond Raceway, Martinsville, um, and even the road courses, like I can't wait to get to the road courses. Road racing is by far the most fun I have all year, along with, you know, Talladega and Daytona, because it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a crapshoot race where anything can happen in any given second. So, um, you know, I, I definitely love the, the, I love the short tracks, but also I've, I've really over the years, 
I've really gotten to like, like, I love going to, um, like, Charlotte, Vegas. Like, those are cool tracks. But if I could pick one track to go to, you know, every week, I would definitely say a, a, either a short track like Richmond or Martinsville or a road course like Watkins Glen or even the, the new Charlotte Roval they just came out with. I haven't ran that yet, but I know I'm going to love it just because how, how the track is built and, and everything they did to it. I love watching the NASCAR guys at Watkins Glen because you just see them turn left, turn right, and and I feel like, and you, you can tell me, Gray, last question for you. Um, NASCAR guys are used to rubbing and running in a pack and really getting into each other. Mm-hmm. The sports car guys do get into each other, but they're not used to a constant getting into each other. It's not a constant strategy right. of, of drafting and arrow and Yeah, you know. they they try to not get into each other. They end up getting into each other, but the NASCAR yeah. guys are used to it. So when you take it out to the road course like Watkins Glen, they're still doing the same thing. <laughs> but now they're on a road course and it just makes it super exciting. Would you agree with that, Gray? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean that's like I said you know, the, the road courses, it's, it's always, it's a wild card. You know what I mean? Because you, you have certain guys that run really well on the ovals and are competing for wins. And then you got another group of guys that run, you know, decent on the ovals. But when they go to the road courses, they're up front fighting for the win. And, and I, I feel like, for me, it's a great equalizer to go to the road courses, you know, because, one, I feel like I'm a great road racer. I love when the car is on the ragged edge left, right, sideways, in the grass, I mean, beating and banging. Like, like to me, I could do that every weekend. Like, that's right up my alley. So uh, I feel like it's another great chance for us to go to victory lane and, and be a threat, you know, to win the race. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's different for, for each and every driver. I, I know some drivers that love going to the road courses, and I know some that absolutely hate every single second of being there, you know, but... Luckily, I'm. I feel like I'm one of the drivers that I don't care what track I go to. I feel like I can always be a threat to win, and it really doesn't take me that long to get used to running. You know, with the with the best guys out there. So um, I'm excited. You know, I can't thank Panini and all of our partners enough. We got a great rest of the schedule coming in for us. You know, with the road courses, the speedways, and we. You know, we just got a lot of cool tracks coming up, and, and definitely the road courses. On my list. I should tell people to uh, check out uh, Gray's uh, trading cards, Panini NASCAR trading cards, available at uh, Target, Walmart, and uh, you can also get it at uh, iCollectPanini.com and the website GrayGalding.com as well. Good luck in the uh, Dash for Cash over at uh, Dover. We'll be, uh, we'll be watching. That's uh, tomorrow, and uh, hope you come home with that uh, 100000 bucks stuffed into your fire suit. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you guys for your time, man. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I hope I can stick all that cash in my fire suit, but we're, we're going to do the best we can, and uh, hopefully we come out on top. Thanks, Gray. We'll be, uh, we'll be watching. All right, let me hit the uh, Zyko, and we'll move on to uh, many other car-related topics. Yep. Uh, heat. The enemy of speed, Zybar, revolutionary, high-temp coating, dissipates heat, increases performance of manifolds, headers, exhausts, turbos, and intakes. Zybar coats the metal surface, and it doesn't allow it to absorb the heat. The stuff is the real deal. 
I just spoke to uh, Tim, their CEO, the other day. He's got some great news stories. They've been testing uh, testing on like drag racing cars on headers. You, you won't mm-hmm. believe the durability and stuff. He's going he's gonna to come into the show at some point or call in again and tell us about it. But they're, they're testing the hell out of this stuff. It's good. Well, heat is such an enemy under that hood. It really just destroys everything. I mean, if you think about – if you take a look at a F1 car or – any kind of super high performance car, three quarters of it is cooling. It's yeah, just, it's just radiators yeah. everywhere, and inner coolers, and after coolers, oh, and everything. Think of like NHRA when they're drag racing; you can burn up a set of headers in one run, right? You know, and you know. So he let's uh, let's let's uh, sidestep it with Zybar. It increases the horsepower and the torque, reduces the metal surface and under hood temperatures, and you can get it at zycoat.com. Or you just click, uh, you go there and click coding services, Zycoat, Zycoat.com. So uh, what else are we driving, man? Uh, well, um, coming up, I said, was the Ranger. We have a few days in the NSX and then the McLaren 720S Spider. And the 720S was one of my favorite all-time cars to drive. I think it's just one of the best driving supercars you can get. It's fast. It's comfortable. It's uh, it's really amazing. I did a bunch of stuff in it. We filmed a bunch of stuff with them a long time ago, like a year or so ago. And uh, the spider is out now, so we're going to be checking that out. Um, it's going to be is that the one be, I took Sunny for a ride in the seven twenty. I think we yeah we had a seven twenty. I think you did. It was like a like a maroon, almost a black with a little bit of red, just a hint of like a maroon in it. Yeah, Sunny really enjoyed going up and down the street in that bad boy. Yeah, love the love the pull of it. Um, the uh, we have some thing we talked about on my podcast, which is I got a nineteen sixty five car and driver road and track. I can't remember it's which road and track road and track, and um, we got some interesting prices on some of these cars. You know, because they 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 did a test on a on Cobras and Alfa Romeo Sprint and stuff, and I always just found it super interesting and 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 timely because there's a version of this going on all day every day like you could get an ac cobra for 6300 bucks you could get a corvette for 5600 bucks but the one that makes me laugh is you could get a 3.8 s sedan a jag like a saloon for sixty three hundred bucks, or you could have got a Cobra for sixty three hundred bucks. Yeah, I saw that. And the Cobra is worth a million dollars, maybe more. Yeah, I would say. And the <laughs> the Jag is worth thirty grand, right? <laughs> so for the same sixty three hundred bucks, or it's also funny. There's so many stories of like guys going like, I wanted the Cobra. Uh, I wanted a, a Porsche 904. I wanted whatever, but I I didn't have. I just I couldn't make the extra fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I got the Alfa Romeo Sprint GT instead <laughs> for forty five hundred bucks. So obviously, the difference between an Alfa Romeo Sprint GT in nineteen sixty five was forty five hundred bucks versus sixty three hundred bucks. So for another, you know. Uh, eighteen hundred bucks. You could have been yeah. in that the Cobra, uh, but you're like that's twenty percent more money, or you right? Know, it's like ah, oh, it's a big. But jump. the Cobra's a million bucks, <laughs> and the Alpha is fifty grand. Yeah, 
and the Porsche 904, that thing be 1.7, 1.6. How much was the 904? 904 was $7,400. was yeah. like an expensive thing. I mean, this is back when you do like, if you look at invoices of cars like back then, and it'd be like extra cigarette lighter for rear seat ashtray, $12. Yeah. You know, AM, FM radio. Uh, $31, like <laughs> uh, 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 periscopic uh, electric antenna, $11, like steel belted radios, $41, like the, the, the prices for getting, you know, the options on yeah. cars were like, some of the stuff's like ridiculous, like $12 to yeah. get something, you know, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, I'm not going to do it. Like the uh, tinted glass in the front, $14. And it's yeah. like, so when a car was seventeen hundred dollars more it kind of seemed like a big chunk and it was yeah these days now when you get like the upgraded stereo in your porsche 911 or panamera it's like thirty eight hundred dollars for the stereo <laughs> so flipping through the magazine the big money car was the aston martin db5 thirteen thousand two hundred and twenty two dollars right when you could have got the cobra for less than half well imagine if you bought two cobras <laughs> And then you'd just be sitting on two million bucks. That that asked the DB five is you know six hundred grand today, but, but yes, you get a cor you get a Corvair. Oh yeah, how much was a Corvair? I didn't Corvair put them was thirty six twenty seven. Oh, that'd be worth forty. If you had a today. guess, the zero to sixty mile an hour in a Corvair. It, is it like the Turbo S Stinger, or whatever? It's the the flat. I know it's a flat the one, air cool. The 155 horse is the one they tested. The little It doesn't say turbo on there? No, no, okay. No. Um, so zero to 60 would be uh, 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 9-1, 8-7. Here's a hint. It's two digits before oh, the decimal. Oh, my God. All right, 11-3. <laughs> All right, it's 11-9. 11-9. It is so slow. That's on a flat road. Imagine going up a hill. The Hino is faster than that. Jesus. The heat of transport. I'd make more fun of it, but uh, when we're racing at Road Atlanta, the guy beat me in his Corvette. <laughs> so Corvette. I can't make that much fun of it. His was not stock. Let me, uh, yeah, it didn't sound stock. Not from behind. <laughs> As he passed you. That's also a crazy driver, too. Like, oh, man, we got to the end of that front straight, and he just yeah. dove There's in. a it's fear like, factor as well. You don't want to damage your car. You're going to let the crazy maniac go. The guy going by in the $30,000 car passing the $700,000 car, you're like, okay, if he's going to do it. Triumph TR4 it. was 3100 and now it's like 31 thousand yeah but well, the, you'd look at that triumph tier four and you'd go i can get two of those instead of one ac cobra yeah i'll do an engine swap and the uh the uh the cortina was in the book too yeah I, not there, the race history cortina the no. non-racist the difference between two hundred fifty thousand dollars and fifty thousand dollars uh you want to hit uh, yeah i'll tell you guys about uh Geico. I said about Castrol first, actually. Oh, Castrol. A Castrol, this is stronger under pressure. You've heard us talk about it before. Engines can lose up to 10% of performance due to friction. And Castrol Edge with fluid titanium transforms under pressure to keep metal apart and fight power-robbing friction to unlock exhilarating performance. This is three times stronger. Three times stronger, fool. <laughs> than the leading full synthetic against viscosity breakdown per the Kurt Orban test in the 5W30 Visgrade. 
Edge formula, the Castrol Edge formula always exceeded the toughest industry standards, but the new and improved formula incorporates the latest technology that makes it transform to be the strongest when pressure is highest. Check out Castrol Edge. All right. Let's see. I did a little woodworking this weekend. Yeah, I saw you you (laughs) mocked up some MDF brackets for your supercharger. supercharger. You know, we did a whole front custom like front engine accessories, mm-hmm. the real small compact AC compressor and and it eliminated the smog pump because you don't need it with the new modern day exhaust and catalytic converters we have. And But it meant we had to custom mount the supercharger on that and uh, we made some foam templates. We put them all into half-inch MDF and then from there we'll do aluminum and steel. But, yeah, uh, the MDF is uh, – people – I. People use it a lot. The thinner stuff, like the half-inch stuff, for for mocking up stuff. Who knew? Like every speaker box is made. I always it always bothers me when I see those stupid West Coast custom car shows, <laughs> and they're making a huge, they're making like P Diddy, like a huge speaker box. And I'm like, yo, how much weight can you add to yeah. this car? Yeah, you're taking this MDF, which is super heavy, and then you're carpeting the MDF, and it's like, right. oh man, you're putting much- a forty pound woofer in it. How much weight can you add? Or four of them. <laughs> All right. Hit Geico and we'll yep. bring it home. Gargos is waiting out in the hall. He can't oh, keep nice. that guy. So he that does guy. billable hours with me. <laughs> he gets to this, this podcast. Just us every, every time we sit here, it costs like 1500 bucks every All quarter. Right. Well, everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning. You pick up some milk. And now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Be sure to check out Geico.com. All right. I'll be at the Brea Improv coming up May 17th and 18th. I'll be doing stand-up there. So come on out and say hi in Denver and Portland. And you can check out Not Taco Bell material, my stand-up special. Thank you very much. You can get a chassis, two S's and a Y. And uh, go to Vero. And uh, it's get.vero.co slash ace. And check out a new season of Adam Carolla Goes Racing. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. I want to thank uh, Greg Galding for uh, calling in and tell everyone to uh, check out his trading cards as well. Panini NASCAR trading cards. And uh, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Shift and Steer. Shift available and steer. on iTunes and yep. Podcast One. What else? And uh, more CarCast. Tune in. If you're not listening to the episodes with Goldberg, you're going to check it out. It's good stuff. So until next time, Santa Corolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare. And wait a minute, keep the air in the spare. Oh, and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.